Hi guys, I am Daniele Gottardo and this is Gretchen Man. And you are listening to Become a Guitarist Today podcast. With Adam Roach. Thank you so much Adam for having us and I hope you will enjoy guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hey there and welcome to episode number 200 of the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with myself, Adam Roach. So I just want to say thank you to everyone that has liked, subscribed, streamed the podcast over all the last five years. It's been a great journey and I've met some amazing people along the way, some special guests, which we'll talk about today. I've had some great experiences with different uh, collaborations, made an album, but more of that later. So what I want to do today is just go over some of the interviews that I have had and talk a bit about them and some other things that I've got going at the moment. So first of all, uh, one of my huge influences was back in episode 177 with Joe Satriani, where I asked him a couple of tips about playing, uh, his technique, and also I got to play guitar for him. Yeah. yeah that type of thing where you get the slides evolved and yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. That's why I'm so happy you like that. I, you know, yeah. I really love, I love simple songs. Um, and uh, growing up as a kid, you know, I can name so many songs that became so important to, you know, my memories of growing up having great times. And almost all of them are really simple. You mm. know, they've got a simple riff like that, like Bluefoot Groovy. Yeah. And of course, you know, when you're 10 years old and getting doing stuff you probably shouldn't be doing <laughs> and you're listening to the radio, uh, that's the kind of stuff that that is fun, you know. And and so, yeah, why complicate it when you can figure out, you know, how to do it with as few notes instead of all of the notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like I try to explain to my students. Yeah, it's all about thinking of when you play guitar, think of it like a voice. Picture someone singing it. Yes, yeah. That's always something that I've gravitated towards. I really like that in guitar melodies that yeah. there's a clear separation between verse, chorus, and solo, and exposition, and bridge. Um, you know, it, it's it's important for me to want to listen to a song, you know, a thousand times. It's got to have really strong foundation and and really strong melodies that make sense. Yeah. So again, that was a, an amazing interview. I, you know, never in a thousand years would I expect that I'll be interviewing Joe Satriani. So amazing. Uh, next up, another amazing guitarist, Zach Wild, who was a, a laugh. He was just a, the whole interview was great. And so in this episode, 169, we spoke about his fighting scenes, uh, his pitch harmonics, which he's well known for. Now, I noticed both of those clips, you've, you've got some uh, fighting scenes involved. So. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, I mean, basically all those fighting scenes are everyone fighting over what's on the rider. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want Reese's or peanut butter M&M's, you know what I mean? Reese's M&M's, you know, these, these are very important issues. You know, we really don't, we're really not so much con concerned with the music. I mean, it's more about makeup, our eyeliner, the fishnet stockings, the stilettos, and, you know, what's on the rider. I mean, these are, the, these are the important things that we focus on. And that's the reason where all the fighting comes from. Okay. Instead of arguing, we just start brawling. You know what I mean? And still nothing gets, still no decisions get made at all. So it, nothing happens, yeah. Well, as long as you have a great time, that's the main thing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. 
But, you know, I'll sit and I'll approach it more like how a singer would just be like, I played a riff a couple times. Like with us, you know, with us, just goes out, keep playing a riff or whatever. When we're we're in rehearsals, whether we're doing Miracle Man or anything back in the day, Oz would just go keep playing. And then Oz would come up with something right there. You know what I mean? But uh, but I'll approach it that way. But, uh, yeah, so, no, I agree. But, you know, some of them, I can come up with when I'm actually just sitting there jamming. But a lot of times I'll just do it listening to the riff and approach it as a singer. Yeah, everyone's got their little things like as soon as someone does tapping, ah, oh, Van Halen. But as yeah, soon as someone does a pinch harmonic, hey, there's Zach, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So how did that first come about, the pinch harmonics for you? Um, my guitar teacher, Leroy Wright, when I was a teenager, he, uh, you know, because I was asking him, like, you know, with, with – Billy Gibbons, you know, so I said, like, how, how's he getting that, you know, that sound in, uh, in, in Tush and everything like that. And he was just like, oh, no. And then he showed me the pinch harmonics, you know what I mean? How you do it. I was like, how, how do you do that? I don't know how you get that sound, you know? So, yeah. but yeah, so I mean, with, and then obviously when I, when I started playing with Oz, doing it on the lower strings and then mm. obviously you double them and then they really pop, you know what I mean? They really come to life. And then especially if you want to add a fourth or a third, and yet, and you do them at the same time. That that's a whole other sound too. Yeah. You know, studio. So uh, yeah, because either do a third or a fourth. You know, and, and they really pop. Or a fifth. You know what I mean? Oh double, yeah. You got you know you double them, so it's four four guitars doing it. So it really pops out. Hey, this is Bill Leverty of the band Firehouse, and you can catch me next week on the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with my buddy Adam Roach. See you there. Now, my very first episode of the podcast back in 2017 was with Bill Leverty from Firehouse. So I met Bill back in 1995 in Jakarta while I was playing at the Hard Rock Cafe. So it was great just to meet him and hang out. And then we kept in contact over the years. So it was great to have him as my my first guest on the podcast. I ended up having him on later on. And in the last episode, which was 189, we got to catch up. Spoke about his practicing techniques. Time, I pra- practice probably when I'm off uh, about three hours a night from from nine till about midnight. Um, and we finish dinner, hang out, we watch we watch a little something on TV, and then I come to my studio and I work for about three hours. And it's usually just playing and and noodling and relaxing and just doing whatever I want. Yeah. I'm not really I don't have a structure, yep. so I kind of like it that way. And it's, it's helping me to kind of find myself, I think, as a, as an artist. And that's what I, that's my goal. Yeah. yeah that's great. So when you practice, is there anything that you, you try to do that you think, like you really challenge yourself as far as like, um, you know, technique wise? You know, I, I don't, <laughs> I should, <laughs> but I, I, I come in and I pick up my guitar and I play whatever comes to my head. And um, I'll sometimes go back and listen to the ideas that I laid down on in the, in pro tools, you know, the the night before, but usually I just start playing. And then if there's something that I'm playing that I go, Oh, you know, that, that sounds pretty interesting. Maybe I can turn that into something later. I'll record it real quickly. Then I'll stop and then I'll keep playing. And maybe I will develop that idea a little bit more and try to refine it a little bit, or maybe something else comes to mind. And so that's really all I've been doing. And, uh, you know, a couple of different kind of feels. One day I'll feel like, you know, kind of groove. And some days I'll feel like kind of groove. And so 
it just depends on whatever I feel. And, and it's great because I don't have a record label breathing down my neck saying, we need this album tomorrow. Hey, Jennifer Batten here from Michael Jackson and Jeff Beck's bands. You are checking out the Adam Roach Show. It is time to play guitar. <laughs> So Jennifer's actually been on it a few times as well over the, the years and I got to do her Guitar Cloud Symposium over the whole pandemic and she's helped me out with some different uh, videos which we'll go into later as well. But this little snippet I chose is about her audition for Michael Jackson. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that, the, that phone call you had um, yeah. for the audition. Um, so how'd that come about? Uh, it was a, a series of phone calls actually at that time Musicians Institute now had guitar, bass, drums, and maybe even vocals, and they had a referral department. So people would call them looking for players, and luckily uh, one of Michael's guys called the school and asked them to, to send two players, yep. and I was one of the lucky winners. Well, I came home from, I think I was teaching somewhere else that day, and had a, a three messages from the same person mm. saying, oh, I got an audition for you. And the next one is, where the hell are you? And the third <laughs> one was like, all right, I'll tell you. It's for Michael Jackson. Call me back immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty exciting. So um, I got in touch with his people and got a list of songs to learn. And when I went in there, there was no band. It was just me and a video camera. Yeah. Which, um, Ultimately, I think that was more relaxing and I could really do my thing yep. rather than worrying about forms of a song and being all stiff and nervous. At that time, I was in five or six different bands and in most of them, because it was the, the Van Halen era at that time, I think every guitar player in every band had a solo spot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I was used to doing that. The only guidance I was given was to play some funk rhythm. Okay. Rather, so... Um, I improvised something, then I started soloing, um, ended up doing the Giant Steps tapping solo that ended up on my first record. Mm. And then I ended the Beat It solo because I had been playing that in a cover band for a couple of years. Oh. And I thought yeah, I'd find that useful. Yeah, that's handy. <laughs> now, another one we spoke about is about her reading as well. So, so how about now? Do you do much reading now? Compared to I before. don't, no. no. I did spend a lot of time trying to get better, reading clarinet books and stuff and Charlie Parker solos, which that's, the, the metronome is very slow when I'm reading a Charlie Parker solo. Yeah. Um, but honestly, there's not much call for it in my career. Uh, at the most, I'll get, well, actually, i got a session coming up in the next couple of days that I do have to read, but it's not on the spot. Okay. You know, I can take my time and learn it four bars at a time if I need to. Um, I also worked for Cirque du Soleil, and they sent me charts when I was on the road and said, play these. They just want to know you got the basics down, and you yeah. know when you're not there live in the flesh, you can go, let's see, on the fourth fret is this note. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, talking about Michael Jackson, uh, another guitarist, Orianthi, which was on recently on the podcast, and that was a great little interview as well, and we spoke about her songwriting. You know, it's funny, I started singing and writing songs before I started playing guitar. Mm. So, like, lead guitar um, for years. And and so, I don't know, like, I just really took to playing lead guitar when I was really young. And it was kind of a thing, it was like a, a gimmick, I guess, when I was younger because it wasn't that many, you know, female guitar players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I love it. I have a real passion for it because my dad put it in my hands and, you know, six years old. 
and I started playing left hand and caught the bug then. And now I'm just, I, I collect guitars. I love them. They're all personalities, you know, and, and uh, it's, um, it's been a crazy journey. It's taken me on a wild journey for sure. Hey gang, this is Dave Leslie. You're listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. So over the years, I've had yeah, lots of great influences. I mean, my main one is definitely was Eddie Van Halen. And then I had Aldi Miola, uh, John Williams, classical guitarist, and also Robin Ford, who was a big influence for my blues rock funky type playing. So we, we spoke about Tai Chi and just his appreciation for the music and for being on the podcast. It was great. So thank you, Robin. Have you ever studied Tai Chi, Qigong? No, I haven't yet. No, I'd like to do that because I heard you talk about it. Soft forms. You know, they're, yeah. they're the soft forms. Mm. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> but the soft forms are said to be in the, in the long run. You know, they, they are because it's all about energy. You know, I just want to really thank you so much for your, your playing, your inspiration to me as a player as well. Um, it's like I said on my, my Facebook post, you know, there's four people who has inspired me in my life. It's like Eddie Van Halen, Aldi Miola, John Williams, and yourself. Uh, well, thank you. I'm in good company. <laughs> You're yeah. a good cat, Adam. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for actually listening to the record, you know, so that we could actually have a conversation about it you know? oh no problem some, some folks listen to it once and then you know, suddenly we're talking about it it's like no no <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my record yeah well so do. yeah I, I like to like listen to it once and then listen to it again and actually play over the top and just jam on it i just find you get it like a really appreciation of it yeah you can write it yeah that's right exactly you try and feel where you're coming from very cool How's it? This is Mundo, and you're listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. In episode 181, I had uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax. So another person I grew up listening to. And this one, he shares a story about meeting Eddie Van Halen. A few years back, Pearl, Pearl's solo band with, with Jim, I believe, was rehearsing at this place called Mates in North Hollywood. And... Uh, we could hear in the next room, every time a Pearl song would end, in the next room through the wall, we could hear someone just ripping Van Halen leads yeah. and Van Halen riffs, just guitar. And uh, But it's L.A., so it could be any number of people. Yeah. Someone could just, you know, just figure some guy in a Van Halen cover band practicing, you know? That's right. And literally, this is going on for an hour. Every time a song ends, when a Pearl song ends you hear, you know, the fucking solo from Ain't Talking About Love, whatever. You hear it coming through the wall. It's like, man, this guy's really going for it, and he's pretty good too. <laughs> and then about an hour after that, we take a break, and the door to the room is open. And Eddie Van Halen walks by. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we were like, oh, my God, it's him. <laughs> like, so, And I had met him before, so I kind of went out and – I said, Ed, and he's like, oh, hey, Scott, what's up? He's like, come here, come in. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my new pedal board. They, Dave Friedman just finished it for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it all out before the tour. This was like before the reunion with Roth and that, and that album and all that. And uh, so he brings me in, and he starts showing me all the stuff, and he, he's playing things. He's like, I don't know what this one does. This one sounds great, though. Check it out. And, 
And I told him, I said, we just thought there was some dude in here covering Van Halen stuff, and it's fucking you, right? And then he came over and said hi to everyone, and we took pictures together, and it was oh, just wow. such, a, such a killer moment. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> no, that's unreal. Amazing. So jealous. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's one of those things, like, if I didn't have the photo, I'd be like, I, dream, I dreamed it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so unreal when things like that happen with your heroes. Hey there everybody, my name's Leon. I play guitar for a band called Ragdoll. I teach guitar and I have a YouTube channel where I feature gear demos and lessons and you can check me out on the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Now the episode after that was with uh, John Karabi who used to sing in Motley Crue, and I got to see him when he came out to Melbourne, which is a, a great, great concert, uh, just him and the acoustic. So in this podcast, we talk about his book. Story about any of the one band I was in, this really just goes back to my very, very, very beginning. Um, it tells a little bit of backstory on my grandparents coming over from Italy. Yep. Um and it just goes through my whole life, all the failed marriages and the girlfriends, all the bands that I was in um, and just not really dishing out dirt, just telling everybody how I felt as I was going through every one of these ordeals. So it's, it's pretty cool. Hello, everybody. I am Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, and you are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. So earlier on in the, the podcast, episode number 27 it was, I had Ron Bubblefoot Thor, and we spoke about his technique of learning new songs. Yeah, I took a one-on-one -on -one study for about eight years and did reading and music theory and got into jazz and classical and all of that stuff. And had to and find... while Sorry. that was going on, I would work on my own just uh, learning songs by ear, doing a lot of ear training kind of stuff just on my own listening. I would do things when I was a young teenager where every day I would try and learn an entire album just by ear. Oh, really? And I would drop the needle and I would start playing along and figuring it out by listening. And by the end of the song, uh, I would have the parts down and go on to the next song and, and do that to whatever was at hand. A Van Halen album, a Scorpions album, an ACDC album, Judas Priest album. Wow. And that was the days before um, YouTube or anything. <laughs> so. Oh, long before. We're talking back when those albums were just coming out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's happening? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Turn it up. Then in episode 79, I had uh, Scott Gorham from Thin Lizzy, where we speak about the famous harmony guitar solos. So with the new album, uh, with the, the solos, do you like do dual solos or have you know, harmony solos, things like that? Yeah, there is. You know, yep. uh, I, I there probably isn't as much uh, you know harmony guitar work as you uh, say that you would get on a Thin Lizzy album, but you know it's still there. Yep. It's kind of tough when you know, if you're a, a two guitar band and you don't do. Uh, some kind of you know harmony guitar work in there. It's like uh, it's almost like the no-brainer thing to do. Let's do the uh, 
the harmony guitar thing. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like well, I already mentioned 21 Guns, you know, I, I had done the harmony guitar thing for so long mm. that when I, you know, started to 21 Guns, I thought I'm consciously not going to do a whole lot of, lot of harmony guitars just so I don't get you know, tag for the Thin Lizzy thing, but yeah. uh, I ended up doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it's one of those things. I, I love, I love the the whole harmony thing. You know, yeah. I, I love the sound of it. I kind of grew up with it, with the the whole country and western uh, thing. You know, with the lap steels and all that, and the violins harmonizing with with each other, and the country vocals. So I, that was kind of ingrained in me anyway. So yeah. for me, not to do the harmony guitar thing I find very, very tough to, to stay away from. Hey everybody, this is Brett Garcet, and you are watching, listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Now again, going right back to the start of the, the first episode, episode number four it was, I had Brett Garcet on, which is an amazing guitarist, and we spoke about improvising. So we're going to have a little jam, virtual jam, over the time was via Skype, so we just um, so it's a bit of a delay, but yeah, check it out. So if I did something in E, for example, and so we're talking about improvisation for the kids. Yeah. What would be your first thing to say? Okay, so if I was the, the first well, thing to do, I guess. The first thing I'd say is the interesting thing is that chord voicing you've chosen has no third. Yes. <laughs> so so it's an open. It's, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like because a, a lot of times we don't think about that. Like, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's completely open harmonically. It can be major, minor, any colour you like. So, uh, yeah, that's the first thing I'd say about it. Is like, <laughs> wow, this is this is your dream situation. You can make it anything you want. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that's the first thing I'd say as well. You got yep. you can play minor pentatonic, yep. major pentatonic. And it can be a major, minor, or any variation of that. So yeah, no, that's, so, good. yeah that's the first thing. I, that's the first thing I think when I hear a, a situation like that. It's like, oh, okay, no one's really defining what it is, so it's great. It's wide open. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. Hi everybody. This is guitarist Frank and Bali. And you're listening to Adam Roach on Become a Guitarist Today podcast. And I have an interview there too. Check it out. Uh, episode 83, I had a great chat with Dan Hawkins from The Darkness. And another another funny guy. And we, we spoke a bit about being bald. So it was a really cool one. And about his film clip. Now, first of all, I must say, great film clip. Yeah, thanks a lot, yeah. <laughs> a haunting vision of the future, perhaps. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. What was it like being bald? Do you know what? It was quite freeing being bald, and um, no, I've got like a, I've got quite a few sort of bald mates. But one of my best friends is bald as a coot, I think is the expression. Yeah. And um, and uh, when he saw the video, he he sent me really like peeved, but you know, jovial text saying, you know, yeah, nice one. Thanks for didn't realise you were so baldest. And and I was like, hang on a minute. If you actually look at the video properly, you can see that when we have our our wigs blown off yeah. or our hair blown off. On, on um, what you think's happened there, yeah. um, we, you can see that we actually we actually embrace the baldness, and uh, we, and by the end of it, we love it. Yeah. And, and I actually felt that way in the day. I felt like, wow, it's quite. I felt free, free yeah. as a bird. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I used to have yeah, long hair back in the day, and then now it's yeah, bald as well. So I know what you mean. 
yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's quite cool to never have to worry about your hair. You don't realise how annoying it is having hair until it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's great in the shower. You just get out and that's it. You're finished. Oh, gosh. I mean, that must take no time at all. <laughs> that's right. You, you, can just focus on, you can just focus on downstairs, can't you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's a, it's a great ending to the clip too, I must say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, you know what, I've... You know, if you want to switch off at that point, that's fine. I mean, I've, that's the last thing anyone wants to see. I don't even know why it ended up on the video, but that's that's my brother being my brother, I guess. Yeah, so did they ask you to do that as well? <laughs> no. I think they know better than to ask that. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to ask my brother. He, that's the sort of thing he really likes to do. If anything, it would be turned around if it was up to him. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, Thomas McRocklin here, and you are listening to Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Rode. Now, in episode 90, I had John Five on the podcast, and we spoke about his tour, which was, was supposed to happen in 2020 in April, where we spoke about hopefully catching up and meeting up before his show. So unfortunately, the pandemic happened and it never happened. But again, another great interview. I can't say enough about how excited I am to, to come there because of the fact we used to come to Australia quite a bit with Manson and I was there with K- Katie Lang and uh, I loved it so much. Mm. It was one of my favorite places to come. You know, I just loved it so much. Yeah. Really, really uh, enjoyed myself there. So I'm super excited. No, it's good. Well, I'm from Melbourne, so I'll, I'll definitely be at the Melbourne show, 100%. Great. Wow. <laughs> It'll be great to, to meet you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, guys. Timothy Gaines here. And uh, you're listening to me coming up here on Become a Guitarist today with Adam Roach. And going over to the UK in episode 120, I had Phil Campbell from Motorhead. And it must be an amazing feeling too to to share this with your three sons. Like I've I had a band with my daughter, you know, ten years ago, and just herself. But yeah. but for you guys, that your three sons there it must be incredible feeling. Yeah, it's a good feeling, isn't it? It's like you've been through it yourself. You said you've been uh, extremely proud of them. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You know, and uh, when when you see them enjoying it, like you know, main thing is that do that the children do stuff they enjoy. Yep. They're all fantastic players. They deserve a, a good crack at a whip as well, you know. So it's good we managed to build build things up over the last few years and everything. You know, we've played stadiums, supporting yep. like Guns N' Roses and things like that. And uh, wow. you know, we've got a good following now. You know, great great live performances and uh, great reviews for all our recorded music. So yeah, it's going well. Amazing. I mean, what a great way to you know spend time with your your kids and for them to spend time with you out on the road. Yeah, because I missed a lot of them growing up because I was on the road with Modred for yeah. thirty odd years. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of uh, making up for a bit of lost time now, which is very cool. Hi, this is Courtney Cox of the Iron Maidens here at Soundcheck, and you are listening to Become a Guitarist Today with Adam Rose. Now, in episode one hundred thirty-nine, I had an interview with Gilby Clark about his writing process so when you wrote the most of the songs i think i saw another interview that you said you wrote most of it on the acoustic is that right some of it okay so my writing process is 
I'm always playing guitar like most guitar players, you know. I tend to have a lot of free time. Like uh, I'm a big Los Angeles Lakers basketball fan. So I'm watching the game. I usually have a guitar on. And most of the time it's electric. Sometimes it isn't acoustic. Like I just switch it around. Yeah. And you're just right. You know, you're just playing. And if you play something, you go, oh, hey, that was okay. You know, yeah. you now you can just put it on, on your phone. So I have a long list of little phone messages, of little riffs and yeah. ideas. But yeah, sometimes it's acoustic. Sometimes those riffs... Like rock and roll is getting louder was an acoustic riff. It was just a guitar riff, you know, and I made it I made it the bass riff after a while. So now, unfortunately, over the years, I've had two people on the podcast which have passed away, but one of them was Bart Walsh, who played guitar for Dave Lee Roth. And this interview was actually done probably about two weeks, I think it was, before he he passed away. So and the interview went for about two hours, the full thing. Uh, but he was great, great guy. We spoke all about uh, Van Halen. I was a, a 16 year old kid in high school and um, when I went <laughs> and uh, you know, I, my, my gods back then were, you know, Jimmy Page, Clapton and Ted Nugent was it. Yeah. Cause Ted Nugent was in shit nizzle. You know, I was a Ted head through and through. There was nobody better than Ted Nugent, Nugent double live gonzo to the day I die, you know? And so um, there was this kid at school and he kept, Tell me about this new band. It's a guitar player named Ed. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, man, I don't want to hear that. Man, I, ain't nobody better than Ted Nugent. I can't, can't be possible. So he kept bugging me. Because, you know, I, I had a band. I played high school dancing. I was playing in bars at 16 even. And um, so, you know, I had a little bit of a name. So he kept bugging me. And he ended up putting a cassette into my locker. Mm. Uh, I had Jim with him. I took it home. I'm like, what is this? You know, and I hear, you know, running with the devil. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it's all right. The interruption came on. <laughs> and then, I mean, then my life was never the same. Yeah. I mean, whatever that, whatever happened with that, I didn't know what it was. I mean, that first of all, I didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. I thought it was overdubs or something with the two-hand stuff. Or, you know, and, but, I mean, the tone and everything about that, you know, and I, I didn't know exactly what it was, and I didn't necessarily want to be just like him, or, but I, whatever it was, I wanted some of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hi, I'm Doug Pinnock from King's X, and you're listening to Become a Guitarist today with Adam Roach. Come on and join us, and may the groove be with you. Now, another person that passed away was uh, Bob Kulik, where I got to interview him with my brother, Darren. So here's us talking with Bob about Kiss. We, we played, grew up in bands together. Uh, he's my brother's drummer, I'm the guitarist. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, tell us about your first encounter with Gene and Paul. Well, that would have been uh, when I auditioned for the band back in the day. You know, they put an ad in the uh, Village Voice in New York, and this was the place where, for instance, a little bell gig was advertised that I went and auditioned and got. Right. So, you know, band looking for a lead guitar player went down to their loft, and that was the first time I met them and didn't get the gig, but kept in uh, touch. I, as I told the story on the Kiss Cruise, you know, they showed me a prototype picture of the makeup idea. And rather than saying what I said, which was, you know, uh, yeah, I see David Bowie and a lot of artists wearing makeup, not maybe as much as this, but where they're putting on a show like that, you know, Led Zeppelin, uh, they don't need to do that. If you're great, you agree that you wouldn't need to do this. What I should have said was, wow, what a great idea that is. What do you have in mind for me? Let's go. I'm ready to go. Hey, this is Mark Kendall from Great White, and you're listening to Become a Guitar Player Today podcast. Now, I'm sure everyone knows by now that I am a huge Van Halen fan. 
And I got to speak a lot about Van Halen throughout all the podcasts over the last 200 episodes. And I got to do a lot of special podcasts where I met uh, Steve Rosen. So Steve wrote this great book, Tone Chaser. So let's check out that podcast. I had to say the perfect thing and I had to write it the perfect way because of people like you who were so touched by Ed and so obviously touched by his passing and his music. I thought, you know, and I'm not trying to be corny about it, you know, but it's like I had this, I had this responsibility mm. that, that there was no one else in the world that, that could have written this book, you know? Mm. So it's like, I, I, I honestly, man, I, I poured over every word and um, at the end of the day, I could not have written I couldn't have, there wasn't a better book in me to write. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's all there on the page. And, you know, for people like you and, and the people listening, man, I hope I did my job. Hey, this is Teresa Topaz. You can hear my new single, Whiskey Kind of Girl, now on Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Now, another podcast I did was with Simon Hosford and Neil Daly. So Simon actually introduced me to Neil about making a guitar, which I have now which you'll see in the, the interview. And it was great just to hang out with both these guys to find out all about Neil's guitars. And so Simon has been on a few of my collaborations as well, which we'll talk about real soon. <laughs> but first of all, I want to say a huge thank you to Simon for putting me on to Neil, for you know, getting my baby. Look at yes. that bad boy, woo! Or is it a bad girl? It's probably a bad girl, not a bad boy, right? Well, it's, it's Tiger, so yeah. I'll take it either way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. It I looks good in your hands, brother. Yeah, great job, been, Neil. Yeah, it's been yeah, great yeah. live. It's so many comments about it. People coming up saying, "Wow, you know, it just sounds great." So, thank you. <laughs> you know, you know what's great about both you guys, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate both of you because. I think as an artist, and, and you guys know this, we're artists in, innately, and you're kind of always searching for perfection, knowing that you'll never find it. Sure. And it's it's very interesting, whether it's songwriting, whether it's the creation of a piece of art, whether it's whether it's playing. Um, the journey you have to, you have to love the journey so much because you know you'll never be satisfied. That's the nature of who we are. Yeah. And so no matter how many guitars I crank out for people, I'll get great feedback on it. And then in the back of my mind, I always sit there and say, oh, I wish I would have done this better or I wish I could have done this or, oh, if I would, there's one, one thing I would have changed. And then a lot of these people you never hear from again. So the reason I mentioned you two is because you guys are proof in the pudding that you guys are playing the guitars that made you live. So I, I can kind of rest on my laurels a little bit and say, well, they are happy with it because they didn't just say, hey, great job, thanks and then disappear and it sits on a shelf. When yeah, I see yeah. video, when I see videos, you guys playing it, that kind of brings me, uh, it brings me more joy than you can possibly imagine. You know, you guys are perfect customers for me. Well, you guys. actually, Adam, Adam's already shown his. So for anyone that hasn't seen my one, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pull it up right now. And this is yeah. incredible 5150 era style guitar that, that Neil made and we discussed this and, and, um, you know, uh, as a kid, the, the Van Halen Live Without a Net video was etched into my brain and to my soul and consciousness. And, and so when Neil said, look, I mean, I can really do whatever you like. Um, and we'll come back to that in a second, Neil, because we can touch on the fact that you really can make what um, to order what anyone wants. You don't yeah, have a sure. one size, you don't have, have a one size fits all, you know. Right, um, right. 
Hey everyone, this is Robin Ferguson, and you're listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Stay tuned for my interview coming up real soon. Now, another podcast I did with, with um, an artist called Robert Vargas. He actually painted the mural of Eddie Van Halen at the Guitar Center in Hollywood. Yeah, so can you tell us exactly how it first came about? Like when you, did you actually approach Guitar Center and say, hey, I'd love to do this? Sure, well, I mean, Van Halen is my favorite band. I've, I've loved Van Halen since, uh, I mean, that was my first record and that was my first concert. So, uh, yeah, Van Halen was, uh, was, was and is, you know, the end all be all when it comes to, uh, to what, what a rock band should be. And, um, and when Eddie, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Eddie and um, draw for him. And that was uh, that was an incredible experience because we got to exchange some some ideas and just conversation. So, you know, that was uh, surreal and also just you know just just a dream fulfilled. So then when um, when he passed, I just uh, I just knew I had to contribute something to the story of of uh, what he meant you know, to not only me, but to, uh, you know, to the, to the fans went right to guitar center because I, I just really felt like there was no better place to, to, uh, to have a mural like this than guitar center. And we, uh, we kept, quickly got to talking. Um, luckily I didn't have to sell myself. They, they knew who I was and, um, but I was really just doing it for Eddie. And we, uh, we came up with a wall that, uh, that was available and immediately I knew exactly how I wanted to portray him, uh, what era I wanted to paint. And um, also I wanted to give a nod to the band. So the big VH logo is right behind them. So it's, it's also a, a subtle nod to the, the whole, you know, the whole thing. Also by doing the podcast, it's been great for a couple of projects that I've done. So one is the, the album I recorded last year with Phoenix Van Der Weyden and a lot of the guests we had on the album were people that were on the podcast as well. Here's a snippet of one of the songs from the album. It's called Never Gone featuring Simon Hosford. Actually, talking about Simon Hosford, uh, there's a few more that he did for me. One was Don't Stop Believing, where I got a lot of musos together and put together the clip with Simon, Brett Garsett, 
Jennifer Batten, and it came out yeah, really good. So check it out. YouTube channel, uh, just the Adam Roach one, not the Become a Guitarist today. So you can check it out over there. Now I did a A minor challenge. So I gave the guitarists how to use the one scale, just in the, the one little box, and see what they come up with. So here's what Simon come up with, and Phoenix and Robin Ferguson from South Africa. to know more about my playing and my growing up and some of the bands I've been in, check out episode number 38 with my daughter Ebony as my co-host. So just, yeah, again, thank you very, very much for, for tuning in and thanks to all my guests. They've all been amazing and I have lots of good ones coming up, so listen out. Now, if you are a Van Halen fan, what I'm doing at the moment is a interactive chronological PDF book. So it's basically all about Van Halen right from the start, going through all the, the years. And I've got links on there where you can click on. So if you want to find out one of their tours or an interview, just click on a link and you can check it out uh, through the book as well. So if you would like a copy of that, please just email me and I'll send you one free. doesn't cost anything. Just part of my way of saying thank you for, for listening in and tuning in. Now talking about Van Halen, again, I want to thank everyone for making my latest video with Marianne Thibault, uh, it's pretty much gone viral. It's up nearly up to 40,000 views. And just talking about her time with Van Halen in 2018, she was uh, the home care nurse. So thank you all very, very, very much for tuning into the podcast. It's uh, something I love doing. And I must say, I've met, I've met some really cool people and made some great friends from doing it as well. So I hope you're enjoying it. It's um, still got a lot more interviews to come. So listen out. And I'll see you on the next episode of Become a Guitarist Today.